This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to episode 270 of Crack the Customer Code. No executives were harmed during the recording of this episode. You know, a lot of times when we talk about customer experience, we talk about analytics, we talk about kind of the after the fact. But in today's episode, we talk about how you actually get and nurture those customers and the tools that we use to really make those relationships work. Yep. We are talking technology and the intersection of technology and customer experience with JP Nowowski. <laughs> I don't want to give a very dramatic intro. I think JP deserves it. Nice. Nice. Yes. Maybe we can get the guy that does our intros to say it. That'd be cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. We both had the opportunity to meet him at the National Speakers Association Influence event this year. His heart is absolutely in the right place. I think that's what comes across is that he is passionate about helping people use tools and technology for the right reasons, for really building relationships. So if uh, if you've ever used a CRM system, customer relationship management system, this is a great episode for you to hear. Absolutely, because we look at not just you know the mechanics of a CRM, but why that's important, but how a CRM is not enough, how you've got to put effort and focus into using it. It is simply a tool that you can use to build better relationships, but you are still the one in charge of making those relationships happen. A to the men. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, th thank you for allowing me to steal what JP says later in the interview. <laughs> I know it was my idea. <laughs> no, but there's some great insights from JP. So why don't we hear all about him? Excellent. Well, John Paul Narowski, otherwise known as JP to his friends, has been bootstrapping businesses since he was 16. His years of startup experience have made him into a full stack developer, globalization junkie and serial entrepreneur. Devoted to passionate entrepreneurship and growing businesses for the common good, JP founded Karma CRM, a simple web-based CRM built with small businesses in mind. We're thrilled to have him here with us today. We are so happy to have you here today, JP. Thanks for being with us. Of course, happy to be here. Uh, great to have you, JP. It was wonderful meeting you recently, and I'm so glad we got you on the show and ready to dig in to Customer Relationship Management, CRM. And we're going to start right with that term, CRM, because sometimes it has a little bit of a bad rap. So why did you feel the need to do something about it? So I kind of had felt the need to do something about it, mostly out of sheer necessity. And that's kind of throughout the history of my entrepreneur career. That's how I've built tools is when I absolutely need them. So in this case, I um, was co-founded a web development firm and we were growing. I was the VP of sales. I handled all the sales. And like many people in that situation, when you're a one person shop, it's a little hard to justify a CRM, even though I would argue you could still take a lot of advantage of it. But Long story short, I hired a sales guy. We were growing. Um, and in the process of hiring him, we obviously kind of outgrew the sticky notes and spreadsheets uh, 
type of system. So we're like, all right, we need to get something together. And so we tried about six months worth worth of different CRM tools. And it was kind of the porridge was too hot or the porridge is too cold. It was either way too complex or not powerful enough for me to kind of build my process into it. But I felt like what I wanted wasn't too too unreasonable. It was just simple and transparent by default. So I told my salesperson and he kept going back to sticky sheets. We paid for, you know, <laughs> we're paying for these tools. And I see him putting a sticky note in his monitor. I'm like, I'm going to go home this weekend. I'm going to build this tool. You're going to use it. That's that. And that's kind of how it got started. That's so great. And I am glad you cannot see my monitor with all the sticky notes around it right now, but <laughs> I'm guilty. I'm guilty. <laughs> hey, you know, it works. It, it works to an, to an extent. Exactly. Like, do you have a development background? I do. I, uh, I kind of have a very interesting background of kind of split between business development and uh, mostly in hardcore development, but I've kind of had to do it all being an entrepreneur with a development background. So that's yeah, awesome. I'm just thinking like if Jeannie or I were like, okay, we don't want to use sticky notes anymore. We would not be able to go home over the weekend and solve that problem. <laughs> oh, it, oh, speak for yourself. No, I'm no, just kidding. Didn't. I wouldn't know where to start. <laughs> right, Jeannie, come back. Look, I've got different colored sticky notes. We'll exactly. Do that. that would be my system. Exactly <laughs> yeah. right. I, I've always well, talked with my team about, you know, wearing many hats. And I've thought about making different, an actual hat that says sales, but it says development. <laughs> my mornings are development. I take it off, put the sales hat, hat on the afternoon. And I'm doing less less of that as we grow. But I've uh, definitely had to do that throughout the course. I think every entrepreneur is nodding along with you, thinking about all the hats that they could create for themselves. So that's spectacular. Um, one of the things that you mentioned, which I love, is that you are really about stressing putting the R back in CRM. And so can you tell us a little bit about how you define that and what that really means to you? So within our tool, we have a number of, of things that we uh, try to do to help our customers with that philosophy. And then as a company, we also have a number of things which kind of angle do you want me to respond to? If if you can if you can tackle both, I think both are really interesting. So I think that it, it kind of works because at the highest level, I think you know businesses are about relationships. Over the course of the last you know five ten years, you've seen kind of the humanization of these big enterprises. People expect Google to have a face, and you know all these corporations. It's no longer cool to be amorphous corporation. You kind of want mm -hmm. a human behind it. You want a relationship. So at, at the company level, we've, you know, really tried to make our team hire the people we hire really personable people that care about the humans and the interactions. And we understand the incredibly uh, stressful feeling of submitting a support ticket into the vacuous void and being like, well, that was fun, you know, a fun <laughs> 35 characters of text that I'll never hear or see again. So, you know, from the company side, we really try to build relationships and fun into our communication and you know it's something that it's one of our core values uh, you know it's something that it's certainly not too unique to us we we model ourselves after the zappos and you know the googles of the world where culture and interaction is pretty is, is pretty critical and kind of how that is translated into the software is more features around relationships keeping track of who referred who a little bit more of the ability to see the social side of a customer and uh, taking a more simple approach, understanding that at, the, at, the, at the, its core basis, all sales are relational. So you should be able to add in that information into each relationship, add a picture, you know, make it feel more, more complete than just a bunch of text on a, on a page. 
Amen, says the micro interactions lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all about those small moments, and I like that you're talking about putting fun into communication. That's really, really important, I think, in today's world. So I like that it's about the relationships. Yeah, one of our one of our fun stories about that is we we ask customers when they sign up what what would what could we do to make their day the best it could be, and it doesn't have to do with business. And one response was, if you could press a button, and we're, they're like kind of feature development response, or a feature development response, but they're like, if you could put a button in Karma CRM that I could press and get a pastrami sandwich delivered to us, then, <laughs> you know, we're, we're sold. So we sent them a pastrami sandwich. Oh, that's fantastic. It was and what, what was the reaction you got? Uh, well, it didn't quite work out how we wanted because we, we sent it to them. We didn't want to tell them that they were, we were, it was on its way, but mm -hmm. it ended up getting rejected because they didn't know it was being delivered. So I wish I had a glorious story for you of them walking in and having the best pastrami they've ever had in the whole world. And I could probably retell the story if you want to edit it with the uh, untrue version. But there you go. It didn't quite work out how we wanted. I, I've I, learned love, it, I love the effort, though. I've learned with giving gifts that it is very hard to uh, do food gifts and be uh, surprised at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we won't do it's it. Very, very dangerous. Yeah, we learned. Yeah, I once uh, sent a client who lived in a different state. A they talked about how much they love Chicago pizza, so I sent a Lou Malnati's, you know, classic stuffed Chicago pizza. Um, on dry ice to them and I didn't hear anything and I didn't hear anything so finally I had to ask and they were like oh my gosh we moved last weekend <laughs> <laughs> and so I had sent their new homeowners <laughs> a really nice pizza well you, you got a couple karma points back just for the universe for delivering <laughs> pizza I appreciate that yeah probably discussing that like now, who of our friends was so nice to send right. pizza to us? <laughs> or they're racking their brain like, do we know a genie? This uh, is so yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah, they're calling their real estate agent like, what kind of neighborhood is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where did we just move? Maybe they'll pay it forward and uh, you started a whole pizza delivery chain of karma. Oh, that would be fantastic, wouldn't it? I, I hope so. If anybody out there has received a pizza, <laughs> let me know. I will, I will put money podcast. right now that there is a business out there somewhere in this country called Karma Pizza or something related. Oh, to that. yeah. Yeah, for sure. For the sure. Gift of Karma Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, one thing I liked about what you just said was you know, harping on the idea of relationships and how important those are. And, you know, when you're talking about a startup, I'm always interested in how do you build a customer relationship when you don't know who your customers are yet, when you're feeling that process out, when you're launching a new product, launching a new service. So you know, what have you done in this area? What do you think entrepreneurs should know about you know, approaching customer service before you're established as you're developing a company and growing a company? That's a great question. It's definitely something that we have you know, tried a lot of stuff with and don't really have necessarily the perfect solution. But I think in some ways, it comes down to segmentation. And I think that's part of what a CRM does well. But, you know, there are certain customers that are heavy feedbackers that may provide good feedback. There's customers that might provide that bad feedback. But kind of segmenting your customers into different categories and knowing how to approach each one. These are our high revenue potential customers, and they're a really good fit for our product. And they are very active in providing feedback. You know, that to me is a certain segment that requires being treated a little differently, not necessarily, you know, better, but differently than these are our low revenue customers. We're not sure if it's a product market fit. 
and we're not sure if uh, you know they're not really engaging. So they might be more longer term nurture, whereas other customers might have we might have a more active engagement cycle with them. That's a really good definition and a really good way to look at it because I think sometimes, especially those of us who start businesses, we feel like everybody is going to love our business and everybody is going to be our customer hmm. and they're all going to engage on our terms. <laughs> right. And I like how you're saying there's different types of people out there. And so that can help define what kind of engagement you're going to get and how you design the experience around them. Um, because I think sometimes we overlook that part of the of the equation. We think, this big pool is our customer base. And we don't think, well, they might all have the same wants and needs, but they might engage differently just based on who they are. And yeah. we need to respond to them in the way that's comfortable for them. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, I mean, that's something that honestly has taken us five years to get a better handle on, you know, both in the CRM space, we're saying, like you said, it's all one big pool. It's not obviously. And people need to be treated differently. And then within that, there's the more more of a niche focus. And that's something that we're we're working on now too within the whole karma speaker thing, which is how we ended up getting connected. But mm -hmm. we're we're definitely understanding that it's very hard and especially in such a big space like CRM to have we treat everybody the same. Um, you know, everybody gets the same frequency of communication. And I think that kind of people expect now that personalized touch. Like I only want to mm -hmm. be texted. I only want to be emailed. I should be emailed once a month because my team is really struggling or I'm totally tech savvy. I get it. Um, I'm really a ha huge fan of yours, but I, you know, I don't really need to be, I, I, I want to reach out to you. I don't want you to reach out right. to me. And they're all very different. And I have a, <laughs> I have a question about you with your sales hat on, <laughs> I sure. guess, because Clearly, you understand business development and you understand how to engage with people on this really relationship level. And I'm wondering, because I'm guilty of this, and I think we all are, sometimes we get these tools and technology and we think, this is going to solve everything. This mm -hmm. is going to do the work for me. And then we, we still have all these reminders and tools and bells and whistles, and we still don't do what we need to do. People are still assuming that this tool is going to be like the silver bullet that they need. Um, so I'm curious, what kind of advice do you have for people? Because you clearly are dedicated to business development the right way. How, how do we overcome this like world where we have reminders and tools and technology, but we're still not making the call or we're still <laughs> not building the relationship? Do you have that's, any advice around that? That's That's a fantastic question. And that is... Uh, something I've spent a lot of time thinking about in the CRM space. And the way I'll answer that question is when talking with customers, this is something that I, I've learned from business coaches of the past, but I ask them, how committed are you to CRM as an initiative? How committed are you to actually growing your business and through the lens of CRM? And, you know, sometimes they say five, sometimes they say seven, and really anything that isn't a 10 is a one in disguise. Hmm. And what that means is that to me, it, it's CRM in certain senses, and this might make it sound bad for my product, but in certain senses, it's a commodity. It's a system for organizing your contacts. You have notes, you have tasks, you have follow-ups. There's slight syntactic, slight differences between the tools, but you could pick almost any CRM. If you had the right commitment to growing your business, you would make that system work. 
So when people spend all this time, like you said, looking for the perfect fit, the right integrations to everything, like, yes, those, it is important to make sure that it mirrors and matches your flow and your sales process, but to a point, once you get to a certain level of, okay, it checks, you know, the major boxes, if you aren't committed to growing your business and to looking at it, you're looking at it from what do I need to do every day? What do I need to do every week? How can I use these reminders to my advantage? You're just going to eventually churn out and be annoyed that the tool didn't solve your business. And, you know, and we see that pretty frequently. So I think the short answer to my long-winded response is it comes down to commitment. Mm -hmm. That's a great answer. And I think that's why some of the old school salespeople of the past who earned reputations way before any of these tools, they might have used their sticky notes or a notebook or index cards or whatever their system was but they were fully committed to it. So it's a great, great answer. Yeah, and those, you know, those systems, tickler files, like the, it, it comes down to process thinking. And yes, you eliminate kind of the online portion, you eliminate the system's ability to give you reminders or tie in teammates. But yeah, like you said, it's, it's a system and it's a way of thinking and that kind of comes first. And mm -hmm. I think we try to instruct people to say, hey, make that commitment first, get internally organized in the sense that you know that you and your team are all knowing what your numbers are, what your goals are, and then apply the tool to it and make sure that you're kind of adding in, okay, this is an organizational system. It's not going to cook our breakfast. You know, it's going to, it's going <laughs> to get it. Next my monthly feedback. <laughs> Jeez. Well, one thing I will say, um, you know, as far as it being a commodity, one thing I would say is always a differentiator with uh, CRMs, at least as a consumer, not as an expert in the field like you are, is the user interface and the user experience. Cause, Absolutely. Uh, they, they definitely differ. And I say that knowing that Karma has a really nice UX. So congratulations mm -hmm. on that. <laughs> All right. Talked about the present. We talked about how to use CRMs. Let's talk about the future because this stuff is just ever evolving, which must be really fun since you're in the space. But what is the future of CRM? What are we looking at, you know, as customer experience professionals and uh, just in your industry as a provider? I think there's, there's a lot to it, but I think the shortest answer to it is convenience. It's how can the CRM do more? Can it, how can it mine more data? How can it automate more? How can it learn more about your processes in order to, for me, the, the tool part, the part that the CRM can do well, that, that computers and technology can do well, is all of the technical stuff, the reminders, the database structures, the insights, and, and things like that. So doing, you know, I see CRM growing in that way where it's more automated, it's more intelligent, it's taking more and more of the, the potentially automatable tasks off of a salesperson's plate with the notion that to me, I see the salesperson as the relationship holder, as the strategist, and giving them it moving the dial to increasing their time from data entry to relationship building and to, you know, requirements gathering. So the short answer is, I think, you know, moving that teeter totter from like 50, 50, where 50% of the time salespeople are just entering data, logging notes, logging calls um, to where it's a much smaller portion of that and a much higher portion of their system kind of runs behind the scenes through all their different connections and intelligence. And they're able to allocate a lot more of their time building in the relationship, learning the customer, talking about how their products could help. And that's something that at least, you know, for the next 20 years, I don't think we can automate or, you know, have intelligence, artificial intelligence bots for, but you know, that may, that may come with time too. 
who knows? The robots are coming. They so. are. Elon Musk <laughs> about it. We got to ask him. That's <laughs> no, I think it's a great point about focusing on relationship building um, as really the outcome, the goal, instead of the get everything in there so that you can do that. So I can't wait for that day. And I've really enjoyed this conversation. I think you're clearly focused on the right things. So it's really exciting to know that you're building the tools that will help us have better relationships with our customers, which is what it's all about. So if our listeners, our customers today (laughs) would like to reach out and learn more or connect with you, what are good ways for them to do that? Uh, Probably just check out the website, www.karmacrm.com. And that's with the K. And you can check out a trial. You can reach out to us. You can test our customer service chops and see if we actually respond with some spunk. We'd be happy to chat with you. <laughs> oh, that's a challenge. <laughs> well, and thank I'm, you so much for joining us, JP. We really appreciate it. Hey, of course. It's been a lot of fun. I, I, I'm happy to chat anytime. Yeah, thanks so much, JP. All right. You guys have a great day. Thanks, you too. Take right. care. So I certainly think that When people say CRM, they picture something in their heads. They picture this technology. If you've ever been in the big enterprise space with those CRM systems, which are really kind of overly robust in some cases. Dense is a good word for it and hard to implement. I think the way JP talks about CRM feels lighter and more accessible. And I'm excited about what it could do just as not just his tool, but all of these tools, what they could do to really better relationships in the future. That's what I'm excited about. Yeah, I think it gives a lot of opportunity for personalization, customization, but most importantly, to use those things for greater connection, which is the point of all of those things. And Mm -hmm. if you can do that, if you can make technology the tool that works for you in that way, I think that's really important. But Jeannie, I I want to shift here. uh Uh-oh. Sorry. Are you afraid (laughs) of karma? Uh, no, I'm all about pizza karma. <laughs> pizza, pizza karma. Yes. You've got pizza karma coming to you, Jeannie. That is correct. We have established that in this episode. Yes, please. I I would never say no to good pizza karma. <laughs> and we hope you have good karma after listening to this episode as well. So thank you so much for listening to Crack the Customer Code. We are a proud member of the C-Suite radio family. If you like C-Suite Radio, and we know you do, then check out C-Suite TV and watch in-depth interviews with business content for C-Suite leaders and entrepreneurs. It's all on demand. Get insider secrets by going to csuitetv.com. I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can learn more about me and our customer experience investigation consulting at 360connects.com. And I'm Adam Tapork, and you can learn more about me and our customer service workshops and training at customersatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.